simple thing to do is upskill. Try to figure out how to learn how to use AI for what you do. And that's going to be a very powerful skill. Because if you were earning X, um, you would probably earn 5X if you know how to use AI to do some of that work. Like, that's very true. You can create five articles in a day as against what you were able to do before, where you were able to put one good piece. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, anyone. Welcome, welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about content marketing. We are going to touch about AI because today it's hard to ignore AI. That was simple before, but hard today, impossible tomorrow. And it's important to consider AI in your content marketing. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Sofia Solanki. How are you? I'm good, Anatoly, and thanks for having me on your chat. I'm very excited to discuss AI in content, AI in marketing. I think it's not only unmissable, but it is almost something that everybody needs right now. Oh, you know, I never use the word unmissable, but yeah, I will use it. <laughs> Thank you for a new word in my, in my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, I love it, love it. Sophia, you, we chatted a little bit before the podcast. You mentioned about your story, but I think uh, my audience will love to learn more about your journey from India to Australia to the US and uh, about your background, how you acquired all the skills about AI and content marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have been actually in the content space for close to about 18 years now. Um, I started uh, my career as a business consultant, uh, consulting uh, firms on the East Coast US, large financial companies, large publishing houses on digital marketing. Um, And then I decided that, look, you know, I love working for myself. So I started two other ventures before Naredo. One was a content marketing agency, another one um uh social media content recommendations app uh, called drum up uh did pretty re- well on both of them and sort of decided that look you know uh, there is clearly a need gap for a singular workspace where people can come creators can come marketers can come and work together as a team so this is what we are trying to build with Naredo. So we are building um, AI content creation marketing workspace where not only are you able to use all your uh, AI SEO tools on the same space, but you're also able to bring your team and collaborate. So sort of an analogy to GitHub where you know software teams can go collaborate, work with all the latest tools, you're able to do the same on Narrato. So, so that's what we've been doing. Um, so I built this out of uh, three countries, like you mentioned. Uh, so we have um, great folks working in India. Um, I have partners, investors in Australia. Myself started building Naredo in Sydney. Um, and it's it's hard to ignore US if you're building a software product. So now I'm here in the Silicon Valley based out of Bay Area, uh, talking to a lot of interesting companies, marketing teams around the US uh, who are adopting Naredo to uh infuse the ai power in their marketing workflows so yeah it's it's been exciting nice nice i love your experience awesome background and uh, what i found uh, if 
people uh, uh, travel a lot, they usually hire globally. They don't care about the country, continent, countries. But if people just in the US, they can limit possibilities to hire great people in other countries. I don't know why. <laughs> For me, it's hard to, to reply to this question because I cooperate with great experts in India, in Australia, in UK, uh, Canada, in Ukraine, many countries. And I don't think it's a good idea to ignore great people because we live globally. Uh, we have internet and we can uh, do a lot of things and people are happy in different places. So if experts are great in, let's imagine, Argentina, why I need to ignore such people? <laughs> Sophia, I want to ask about content marketing more because um, I remember um, uh, Seth Godin said uh, that uh, content marketing is one marketing left. Uh, I think the main reason because customers need to get value first. They need to know your brand and most customers don't buy from unrecognizable brands and it's important to use content marketing even if you use paid marketing but uh, it's better to mix both channels uh, can you tell why you decided to pay attention uh, to content marketing because it's overwhelmed overpriced million marketers are there you know <laughs> so you one of million other companies freelancers uh, so why you decided to jump on this field? <laughs> um, so, so like Anatolia mentioned, you know, I've been doing this for a while. So obviously it was a natural choice. It's what I've built expertise in. And I've seen the evolution of content marketing from it being just on your website to it becoming magazines, podcasts, blogs, social, a lot of different things. And I think that changed quite a lot over the last decade and a half. And uh, increasingly, like you mentioned, you know, um, it's it's becoming important for companies not to be just out there in advertisements uh, alone, but also give value to their users through powerful, useful content that they can use, they can enjoy, um, they can um, learn from. So I think that's the whole idea that if you are looking to build brand and generate leads both at the same time, Organic content works way better than um, regular PPC or regular uh, advertising mediums. And um, uh, even if you're advertising, if you advertise um, with a powerful content, a powerful message, it works way better than it would work uh, if it just plain said, well, this is what we do. Here are five benefits. Uh, try us out. But if that video goes like, hey, did you know about these three tips and this is how you can work with our software? Uh, to do this. So this it's just content is everywhere. It's hard to ignore. You just have to make it work. Uh, now the question here really is how do you do it more efficiently? Like you mentioned the aspect of cost in, involved in it. So if you're humanly creating a lot of this content, this is effort intensive, this is time intensive, it costs a lot. And this is where you know AI is breaking through in the last one year and providing and giving you an assistant which actually helps you do a lot of the, this in less than half the time. Um, so there is an opportunity for all the creators and marketers alike right now to leverage the technology to, uh, to market better uh, using AI for both the generation, marketing strategy, planning and everything possible. Mm -hmm. I want to ask specifically about uh, your company, Naretta. Uh, can you tell 
what kind of difference or benefits can you provide your customers than many other AI tools that we have today? For example, I can use ChatGPT, I can use Jasper, uh, almost all keyword research tools today launch their versions of content creation. So uh, tell about your benefits. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question, Anatoly. I think there's a lot of different uh, products and lots of different software right now in the marketing which um, are helping you leverage AI to the best possible. The way we are looking at Narrato is that we don't want it to be a point solution. So for with most of the products out there, they do one thing for you and they do that um, as a single solution. So you go to a, a particular product, you're able to generate content and then you copy it on your Google Doc and then you save it in your drive and then you use another project management software to collaborate with your team. So we wanted to break away from this multiple tabs on your uh, browser a workflow to a singular workspace, uh, so which is what Narrato offers. You can bring your team uh, you can use all of these AI SEO tools that you need uh, to maybe create your SEO briefs, get uh, intelligence around keywords, to generate topics, to be able to create content with more than 100 plus different templates that we have uh, and make it all really, really easy to do in, in a simple uh, platform with great UI. So that's that's how we are different and that's how we are approaching it. We're also looking at it from the perspective that, look, the modern marketer is a busy person. Uh, we don't want the mo modern marketer to be coming up and setting up a lot of things on a platform. So we make it literally ready to use. So you plug in and you can start using everything uh, from scratch. So you don't have to worry about prompting. You don't worry have to worry about, um, you know, what's the kind of input that I want to give. So we break it down for you in very simple, easy to consume uh, forms and formats that you can work with and get generations right there. So that's a USP that do it all and do it, do your entire content creation and marketing at one place. You can even ship, like we provide publishing integrations um, to all kinds of CMSs, social media channels from the platform. So that's, that's how we are um, uh, building Narrator. We really literally want it to be our singular AI content workspace. Awesome. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, love it, love it. And, you know, for me, AI is not a golden button. Uh, I can't click to any AI tool uh, to get everything what I want to get. Even if you have great templates, you need to edit to provide some human touch, to yeah. analyze. And it's important to have experience. For example, if you ask me to generate any content about accounting, I can't. I tried. <laughs> my, my brothers asked me uh, uh, to help them to create content about accounting. I, I played a lot and got it. I couldn't because it's not my niche. I don't know anything about accounting. For me, it's better to pay money for someone who will uh, count my taxes. So, yeah. See, uh, if you ask me to generate content about SEO, digital marketing, you don't need to ask me because I do it every single day. <laughs> you know, I learn about yeah. marketing, I can use AI to uh, to help me with that. So can you tell how it's important to have experience if I use yeah. your tool, any other AI tool, tool because uh, even uh, to use templates, you mentioned that you have templates, you need to know which templates to choose and how to edit getting results. <laughs> Yeah, 
So, so you're absolutely right, Anatoly. It's not, not a magic bullet. It's not like um, you, when you start using AI to generate content, you'll get the perfect fit. So AI works when there is human and an expert human in the loop, obviously. So which is why when I say that it helps you create content in less than half the time, what I'm basically saying in is that there is a human who is spending maybe 30% of their time that they would have normally done to actually edit this content, fact check, um, maybe optimize it also for a lot of other things. Um, so, and I keep telling all our customers and um, all our partners that the way to look at AI is that it's a really, really powerful content creation and marketing assistant. Um, it will get your, uh, the output will be somewhere between 50 to 90% there and depending on the use case. So if you're repurposing, for instance, a blog into social, it will be 90% there. Uh, but if you're creating a blog from the scratch, it'll probably be around 60%. So treat those as your first drafts, but then you will need to bring in an expert um, copywriter or a marketer who comes in with that intelligence to be able to make those final tweaks or add value to it by giving those insights. And which is where it becomes powerful also, you know, the whole philosophy that Google's been promoting about useful content, um, uh, things that are verifiable, that are over and above what if uh, the generic content so that's sort of the idea so you, you're absolutely right and you're spot on um it's the the way to use ai is always human in the loop to get the to the best final output but the fact that you can do it in much less resources than you were able to do about a year ago is fantastic mm -hmm. yeah awesome valuable uh let's talk about collecting data uh i can share my process how i usually write any content i collect data myself uh, my first uh, resource of data experience because when I, you have experience you can share your story you can share your results the second I read a lot uh, breaking news studies uh, so basically I collect data and I'm terrible writer but when I have all this information I can write my bad copy uh, and ask ChatGPT, please edit uh, to create high quality content from my bad copy, but with the right data. Uh, I checked many AI tools and uh, uh, almost all of them use uh, ChatGPT or OpenAI. And uh, uh, the main problem with uh, ChatGPT that uh, if uh, I know right about uh, that ChatGPT uses data since 2021. Probably they updated to 2022 because I saw a few times uh, this message, but uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, so tell how it's important to collect data uh, yourself without AI because uh, I couldn't get results with ChatGPT. I couldn't. But if I do it, if I collect data and just edit, I get great results. Uh, but it's it's uh, because of my niche. Uh, what do you think about uh, all other customers that you have? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Anatoly, that's a great point. It's very niche dependent. So, um, I mean, there are niches in which you can create evergreen content, but there are niches which require you to be more updated about what's happening. Like, obviously, marketing is one of them, right? Um, so, to the the right way to do content is obviously you know you can get your first draft or you can get an outline um, along with it and then have the research at hand 
uh, which is latest, especially on niches where it's important, so that you are able to bring in the more real-time data and information into the thing. So the way, uh, for example, we facilitate it on our platform narrator is that we have something called a brief generator that um, that if you say, this is what I'm writing about, it's going to hit Google, it's going to benchmark against whatever is coming up as the results, what's the latest news trends. And then it gives you all that information handy right on the platform um, to the uh, levels of SEO where we are recommending what keywords to optimize for, what's the structure of your content should be, and then all of these powerful information around what questions you should answer, what are the um, most authoritative pieces of content around it. Now, we always recommend that, look, here's all of this competitive intelligence, right, available to you uh, that we are able to generate for you in under a minute that you should use alongside AI. Now, you can get your first draft, but then use all of this to enhance it. Use all of this to fact check it. Use all of it to make sure that it's updated enough. The other thing that you could uh, use AI for is, um, and AI is more powerful if it's in an editor or a creation space where you can just select and you know, save all of those things right there, which is what um, pretty much Narrator allows you to do. So there's a document where you could do, do all of the work, it's, it's saved, it's your hub. But what you could do is, for example, you were mentioning you collect all of your information. Now you have these five bullet points, maybe seven paragraphs that you've collected from different places. And now you want to quickly summarize this information. You want to uh, confirm, convert it into a bullets. Now having to write it, um, even if you're a writer, it's, it takes time. And if you're a non-writer, it's something that you probably will even find harder, which is, which is the case with most of us, right? Um, in which case, AI becomes, again, powerful. You put all of those content, you select all of it and say, hey, could you create a short piece of article out of it? Could you expand on it? And that's the right workflow. And that's how you create useful content. Um, there's no one-shot solution. So if I know there are tons of tools out there in the market which say, okay, you know, we are going to give you these powerful SEO articles one shot. But honestly, I'm, I have doubts on those claims because I think there is a certain amount of due diligence which needs to go in the process so that you're current, so that you are more effective, you're data informed, you have the right amount of information at hand. And that extra 15, 20 minutes that you will spend on top of that one short generation will make the world of a difference between the results uh, that you get out of your SEO efforts. Yeah, nice. Love it. Love it. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, um, I think uh, we still need to collect data. We still need to have this data yeah. uh, because AI is great and AI can help to increase speed, even quality. Uh, but uh, it's not a golden button. It's not silver bullet. It's it's just tool. It's yeah. another tool. And uh, Sphere, I wanna ask about uh, creating non-boring content. And let me share why I'm asking about that. Um, short story. Once I spoke with Jim Edwards. Uh, he worked in Business Insider ten years. Started on this company from scratch. Uh, then company was sold for 500 million dollars great success everyone knows about business insider and uh by the way he wrote a book uh say thank you for everything uh, it's a great book for managers you know how to encourage your team to uh, create better results and uh, he told me that success of business insider depends on creating non-boring content 
So Business Insider decided in yeah. the beginning to create non-boring content. Um, if we are talking about AI, I usually collect what content creators complain about AI. Uh, not human touch, boring, generic, <laughs> so uh, many different points. Uh, can yeah. you tell how to use AI with human touch? Uh, how to use non-boring content by using AI? For example, if I have no experience to write, uh, I mean, like uh, uh, non-boring content, <laughs> but uh, can AI help me with that? What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's a very, very good point. Like, if what you're reading is not fun, then yeah, you'll always put it at the back of the mind. You'll probably browse through it. You'll probably ignore it. So the more exciting you can make your content and more fun it is to read, um, the better will be the success of it. And this is where, um, you, you know, humans come in the loop and they think strategy. Look, I'm going to create the social media post and I want it to catch the attention and I want to give people a laugh or I want to shock people. So so it's important. And how AI can help? Uh, AI can definitely help actually in many different ways. Um, uh, one is obviously, you know, um, and uh, like in Naredo, and I think there are several other tools like Jasper, Copy.ai as well, uh, which have something called a brand voice as a feature, which basically allows you to capture the voice of your content. So if you are creating non-boring content already, then you could basically, or what you can do is if there are some writers, copywriters that maybe business insider content that you absolutely love, you could actually try and mimic that style. So you can um, use some of these tools to arrive at what this sounds like. And that can become an input to um, the AI that look, hey, you know, this is what I'm trying to create, but this is the style I want to create it in. And that makes a world of a difference in the output. So if you just simply ask it to create content about a topic, it'll give you an essay, very boring to read, very robotic. But if you tell it that, look, you know, this is how it should sound, this should be the voice, this should be the tone, um, maybe you want to introduce um, um, a few quotes from famous personalities, then it will be altogether different output. So, so you need to, so it's basically the way to think about AI is what's the input going in will determine the output that's going to come out. So, um, so, so brand voices is one of those features that allow you to do it. So that's one way. The second way is much simpler, right? So you, you can use a lot of these different templates to come up with ideas on quotes that you can include. Um, you can even use um, AI to say, okay, here's my paragraph, I wrote it. Can you write it in a wittier style? And it, it does give you a bunch of great uh, options. So, so that's another thing. So you can change the tone of your content by, um, by saying that, hey, there's a content, could you convert it into a funnier tone, a wittier tone, or could you introduce a CDA somewhere? Uh, so you could use AI to do a lot of it. And again, as humans, this is this is a very difficult skill. So there are very few copywriters in the world who will be able to do it uh, th this really, really well, right? But AI somehow seems to do it for you, even if you're not a copywriter, and then you can run with it. So it gives you those ideas, those creative ways of putting sentences and uh, paragraphs and thoughts 
uh, that you can work with. Um, so yeah, there, these are two ways, but there, there are many others. You know, you just have to think of creative ways of infusing that non-boringness into your content. And um, AI can be actually a powerful tool. It's just how creative you are using this assistant is how well you um, do with your content marketing. You know, Sophia, you unhided my secrets. <laughs> yeah, I use. This. You should have pre-warned me. <laughs> yeah, I, I use uh, such prompts uh, like to to write in the style of Forbes. For example, if I use uh, press releases uh, and we got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, uh, Dow Jones, we, we we help many clients in investing trading niche and. Uh, if I need to edit press releases, I just ask, please write in the style of Forbes. <laughs> and also, yeah, if you want to uh, write like Business Insider, just ask ChatGPT to write like Business Insider. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> so, yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, I need to check your templates as well <laughs> to search more. Uh, and uh, you mentioned in the end about creativity. I will not share one more story. Uh, it's not about um, writing, but um, it's the story about creativity. Uh, Lloyd Richards published a book 11 years ago. So, and he spent 14 years to write this book. 14 years, a modern decade to write a single book. Then he published and he couldn't sell this book. Random sales, nothing special. So he used marketing, sales, nothing worked. Then his daughter posted content on TikTok about this book from account with zero followers. This video became viral to get plus 50 million views. And today, wow. this book is bestseller on Amazon. One single video, short video, less than a minute. Uh, beat sales and marketing methods, all of them. I watched this video, one of views. It's mine because I, I need to know how to get plus 50 million views. And uh, what I found on this video, it's not nice looking design. Nothing special, just very simple design. But it's creative. It's creative. Uh, she shared a short story for a minute, even less than a minute, that offer spent 14 years to write this book. This video provokes curiosity. You want to know what kind of book is this if offer spent like 14 years uh, short story uh, people love it today this book is bestseller on amazon uh, and you mentioned about creativity i think it's a must have in marketing in writing you need to be creative if you create generic content nobody cares google doesn't care people don't care social media don't care because uh, all platforms learn how uh, user behavior. If people bounce fast, if uh, it's boring, people leave it. So tell how to be creative by using AI. Uh, you can share about uh, your company, Narrato, how you can help content marketers to be creative. Yeah. So I, I'll give you a simple example of how we try to do it in Narrato. For example, okay. we have um, a very simple template that you can use for your social media where we say, hey, you know, um, create a social media post about a theme, but 
uh, include some words or quotes from a famous personality, you know. So, so we were basically trying to create all of these little templates, which try to spree, spark that creativity, give you something more unique with a twist. Another one, for example, we have is a memes idea generator. Um, and that's, again, coming back to our point of creating non-boring con content. So it gives you like 10, 20 different ideas of what you can potentially do. Um, so, and, and this is what we are building into our platform right now to help you find this quickly, to give you ideas of how to bring this creative spark. There's obviously these different tones we allow you to create stuff in. But beyond that, even if you are going to charge GPT and you're prompting, I think the idea is to basically think out of the box, like Anatoly was talking about, right? Just think out of the box, uh, ask maybe chat GPT and we have a, uh, you can run this chat on our platform as well. So you can ask, hey, you know, how do I make a topic about investing non-boring? It'll come up with maybe three things and, and pick one of those ideas and try to run with it. So, um, so there's no one easy solution to it. There are these sparks of ideas that you or formulas that you build over a period of time. And I'm sure at Unmiss as well, you would have built it over quite a few years that these work, these don't work. And then you would just keep putting them together and do it. So, and with the narrator, what we do is, and it's just like Canva, like Canva has, um, I don't know, maybe hundreds of thousands of templates that allow you to be creative uh, by looking at that and putting in your thoughts into it and make it look so stand out, so amazing and put your point across. This is how we are trying to do it in Narrator. We're building like these hundreds and hundreds of templates so that you are able to find these unique ways of looking at or creating content so that you get your ideas and you try to work with it. Um, but the thing, with creative uh, human thinking is there's no limit, you know, and these ideas can spring from anywhere. And like we've been talking about AI as an assistant, you just need to know what to ask it, what input to share to get to that point that you want to. Awesome, yeah, love it, love it. And uh, I wanna ask about, uh, I think it's a popular question that AI is replacing human beings. And uh, I read a lot of, uh, thoughts about that, that it's not replacing, but I disagree. <laughs> we, we see today how AI can replace human beings. Company, uh, companies are firing people, writers. Uh, and uh, I did it as well because AI could provide much better job with translation, with editing, yeah. we compare results. So uh, I don't know why I need to lose 10K if AI I don't need to spend time to hire people, to organize them, I mean, like, uh, to control the process if I can ask AI and get great results. So, uh, but uh, anyway, I want to ask your thoughts about that. What people need to do if they lost their jobs because of AI? Uh, I have my thoughts. Uh, and I usually, for example, recommend to become AI uh experts or prompt experts uh or related to that because uh, you can't compete with uh human beings who use ai so if you ignore even if you have great skills if you are a great writer you can't compete with someone who is uh, similar skills but with using ai uh, can you advise 
people who lost jobs or uh, can lose jobs because of AI, what to do? Yeah. I think the, the simple thing to do is upscale. Try to figure out how to learn how to use AI for what you do. And that's going to be a very powerful skill. Because if you were earning X, um, you will probably earn 5X if you know how to use AI to do some of that work. Like That's very true. You can create five articles in a day as against what you were able to do before, where you were able to put one good piece. So as a writer, if you are just saying that, hey, hey, you know, or as a developer, if you're a very basic developer and much of that code could come out of AI, you say, hey, I hate AI, it's taking my job. That's that's not the attitude. The world is changing. Um, and it's, it's always happened in the past also. You know, there were um, initially in factories, there were humans doing those jobs and the machines came in there and they did that more efficiently. So that always happens. But if those humans then upgraded their skills to become folks who could operate these machines or work with these machines, or they became people who actually created these machines. So the thing to do is basically upscale, to figure out how to work with this rather than trying to hate it and say that it's uh, done for. So I, I think it's, it's a matter of how the jobs are going to change, but everybody will still have a job like they've always had in the past. The um, idea is that the world is changing. There are some kinds of skills that are no longer valuable because AI is able to do it equally effectively. So the kind of marketers and copywriters who are thriving are folks who are one, experts in their fields, who can do strategy, who can come up with that creative thinking that we were talking about a couple of minutes back, come up with ideas, and folks who are saying that, hey, AI is my friend, and I, I'm now able to actually do much more for um, my company, my product, than I was, again, able to do earlier. And they are winning, and lots mm -hmm. of them. You know, so that's the idea. It's the idea is to just upskill, get new, uh, work with AI, work with new tech, and uh, bring that to the table. And I, I think that's 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 all you can do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I just want to add: you still need to have skills how to write, uh, how to, uh, and to know your topic. Because great writers today can write about one single niche. Uh, it's hard to write about a few niches to be expert everywhere you become jack of all trades master of none fast yeah. and uh, people with experience can get much better results with AI than people without experience so uh, companies still need people who have experience, who have extended background. Uh, and uh, companies need someone who can write because even if you set up any prompts or use templates in AI, you can't check the quality without having skills. <laughs> so yeah. it's great content or not. So, uh, and I remember when many years ago, one of my friends told me why I need to learn uh, foreign languages uh, if we will have applications that will translate anything in any other place but uh, of course we have them thousand applications <laughs> but how to speak with these applications you know uh, on the street at any other place it looks weird you know it's better of course to learn <laughs> so yeah and you know yeah. Sophia I, I want to tell you why uh, I usually name you Sophia because in Ukraine uh, your name uh, has the sound Sophia uh, so if you yeah. visit Ukraine after the war of course uh, but yeah <laughs> people will name you Sophia <laughs> yeah 
Uh, and yes. uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was saying that's how most of my friends, anyways, uh, refer to me as most of my family. So yeah, it's a familiar sound. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you, you're absolutely uh, right about. Um, you know, I mean, you translate, you get a translation from machine. It's never hundred percent there. Like I said, you know, uh, AI will do somewhere between 50 and 90% of your job. So translations are very often around the 90% mark. And if you have a language expert who will come in and edit that so that it sounds human, mm -hmm. that's when you get the final output. So you're absolutely spot on. So it's not what the skills that you have is great, but the ability to do the same thing faster with more efficiency is how you become even more valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, once I read a story about uh, a mother, uh, she tried to uh, treat his son for three years uh, and they visited 70 doctors. 70 doctors uh, gave 17 different uh, methods of treatment. Uh, then she decided to uh, find the solution on ChatGPT. So she signed on ChatGPT and use all this data from 17 doctors because this kid uh, couldn't uh, grow, couldn't eat, uh, a lot of problems. Uh, and ChatGPT found the solution after getting data from 17 doctors. After three years, 17 doctors couldn't find the solution, but ChatGPT found uh, if you use data. So this tool is great. I love it uh, because I edit a lot. But if you have data, you can ask for the solution on ChatGPT. And uh, I use ChatGPT uh, you know, when I search for long uh, questions than uh, on Google, because on Google is great when you use keywords, but long questions, uh, ChatGPT can provide great results in, in most cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanna ask about mistakes. You know, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them, and but I don't know how to learn without doing mistakes. You know, when you start something new, we usually uh, start from best practices, generic strategies, name them. So whatever resource you use, you start from the basic. Then you fail. I fail a lot. Uh, in most cases, I fail, and I can learn from my failures how to go ahead. And uh, but when I have this background, I usually hire great people. Uh, who are much better than me, but I know how it works. I know uh, what kind of people I need who can do what I can't uh, by failing before. Can you list mistakes that content marketers, creators still do from your experience by using AI and your tips how to find another way? Yeah. Um, and I think the most common mistake is that people learn about AI, they get very excited and they think, you know, it's it's a solution to everything. So the first mistake that I see every marketer make when they first use AI is they're expecting that result to be complete and uh, fully useful. So, so they go, um, they generate something. Again, you know, like I said, it will be somewhere between 50 and 90% and they get disappointed and then they let it be. They don't come back to it. They were, <laughs> many of them, they say, we were happy writing. We do a better job at writing. Of course you do, but there are folks who are using AI and doing an equally good job in less than half the time. How are they doing it? Because they put in the rigor, they, they figure out how to work with AI, uh, what to give it, what to ask it, 
um, and they figure out a workflow that's uh, fit, fit it fits into this creation process. And Anatoly, like you were saying, you know, collecting all that research, uh, putting all that information together is still worth that time spent. Now, whether you use a tool like a brief generator to do it or you do it manually, it's still important. And then not expecting everything to be one shot is a very, very big deal. But this is the number one mistake right now every marketer is making who gives up on AI. And I've seen mm -hmm. several. Then they return back. I've also seen a lot of our um, uh, customers uh, come back after six months and say, hey, hey, I want to revisit. You know, I still see a lot of people winning with it. How are they doing it? And then we talk them through processes. We give them examples of what you could do and how can you look at it differently. And that whole perspective makes a huge change in how to work with it. Um, the second mistake a lot of marketers make is that they try to solve problems themselves. It's always a good idea to read around, listen, learn from all of these conversations, add the ears to the ground to figure out how best to use AI to make things happen for you, right? Um, and, and and I think that's, that's sort of what's missing also with folks who give up on AI really quickly that, uh, um, that they are not finding that information, those examples, those several maybe prompts floating around, tools, how to use them, and that information that will make you do much better. Um, so I, I believe as far as you don't make these two common mistakes, uh, you will find yourself in a very sweet spot um, with generative AI being able to do things much faster. Data is the third one. You know, a lot of people just ignore it. They just do one quick keyword research and they say, oh, I'm good, I'm done. I have this five things that I'll be writing about. And then they go ahead and start publishing articles, putting and putting in keywords at different places and hoping that will work and not doing that additional due diligence to make that piece actually useful, interesting read uh, that will actually give you conversions on your platform or product. So, so yeah, these are some of the common mistakes and there are more, but most of, most of this pattern is that, Hey, you know, I'm just doing something quickly without thinking. Right, so, giving it that additional thought, which will make things uh, uh, work. So, so yeah, um, I think those are some of top of my mind. But obviously, that there, there are several more. Awesome, awesome, love it, love it. Uh, oh, I have alarm. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, I wanna ask about your experience. You have great experience. And I have students in my network who are looking for ways how to learn from scratch. Also, I have customers who wanna get the basic. Because I found we usually get great results with customers who know uh, about content creation, uh, who know about SEO. Uh, if uh, some companies think that uh, experts, uh, freelancers can decide everything uh, it, it's a big mistake and I was on this boat um, I tried to cooperate with uh, freelancers agencies without having experience when I started my digital journey in 2008 then I, I learned myself and uh, got experience and I see today the same issue when you have background you can find great people uh, for example i started pr i failed but i learned how it works 
I hired people who can write press releases. I hired who can pitch them. We got the process, and after that, PR works well for us. Uh, so, I want to ask about your experience. If you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, you still in India. You never visit Australia, US, any other countries. You don't know anything about content marketing, about AI, but you have willingness to learn. You have, you want to learn to become an expert in one day. What will you do today if you start from scratch? Um, I'll go to the internet and I'll read. I'll read from the best. And that's usually the best way to do it. Of course, you have tons of resources on YouTube as well. And there are chats like this. There are um, webinars that you can become a part of. It's, I don't think you can do it in a day. It will take time. But gathering this information and start experimenting with this information is how you can do with that. So it's really important that um, you say, OK, you know, this is the field that I want to enter into. Take baby steps, figure out a few things experiment with them, play around with some of the tools, um, try these small experiments where you put something out, like if you're in content marketing, you start publishing a blog and see how and what's generating traction. So that's a good way to learn. So learning from the book, which is internet, and learning from experience is how you basically start uh, start from scratch on any, any tool. But, but there are tons and tons of resources. It's no dirt of resources. It's just your intention and, um, uh, and your positive thought that makes, makes the difference. But all of this is very, all of these are easy skills to pick up. They take time. There are lots of depths. You know, there are always layers of onions to peel. So you learn one thing today, but there might be three other factors which affect uh, how your page ranks or behaves. And it, it's so different in every niche. So if you're working um, in in a B2B space um, where, you know, your audience is just a couple of thousand, uh, thousand executives around the world, then it's very, very different the way you are going to create the content and distribute that content as against a consumer D2C product brand, which is maybe uh, catering to hundreds of millions of audience in a country itself. So, so, so building in that context, getting that very relevant information and experimenting is how you learn. And there's no, no other way to do it. And it's, I don't think it's, uh, it's something that you get in a day. It's basically time spent, hard work put in, and then you start building out your formulas. Uh, you can keep them secrets, you can share them with the world, but those are the ones that back you up in your success in the future endeavors. Yeah, I agree. I think you can't learn overnight. You can't even learn for a few weeks or months. It takes years. <laughs> it takes years to get something, yeah. to learn it. Uh, and I love that you mentioned you need to experiment because I often see when people overlearn. I think it's a not good idea because we have short memory. We can forget fast about new skills. According to data, people forget 50% of new skills in the first hour <laughs> so uh, yeah. uh, the rest you can forget for a few days but if you share skills on social media if you experiment them uh, if you make notes uh, for example you can implement everything uh, it takes time to test experiment and for example bill gates he reads books and makes notes uh, 
because he can check them to think, okay, can I implement or it's better to skip or forget. So yeah, it depends. Each case is different. I love it. I agree. Uh, and I have my final question about the future. Sophia, I want to ask you, take your crystal ball and let us know what kind of future will be in content marketing. <laughs> Yeah, so our our dream is to be the space where the world's content marketing teams or solopreneurs or marketers come and are able to do everything that they need to do while creating a content at the same place. Obviously, it's a big vision and we'll go step by step. Right now, we are enabling much of this text creation at the same space, but you're able to do away with docs, drives, project management tools already. You're able to do away with AI tools to some extent, SEO as well. Um, but we want to be, um, I mean, that's our vision and dream. We want to be just like GitHub is for software development teams or an equivalent product is for them, that we are irreplaceable. We are there, we are your central hub, that you're able to do and move around and do things much faster. Um, so that's what we're working with. That's our singular vision that's our singular objective and goal i think the whole team is um just focused on that how to make things easy how to make things super simple we don't want marketers to be highly technical people they are good at what they are the creativity we want them to be creative so we want to give them tools which are easy to work with easy to find you don't go around in loops looking for that simple feature that you really need so so that's that's what we are thinking that's what we want to do um, and that's a goal at the moment. Um, obviously, there are personal goals then, <laughs> but I think right now this is what we're living day and night, um, all our afternoons and evenings. Yeah, I, I like your goals, uh, but I think it's some gap, you know. I mean, like, for example, if everything, uh, I mean, if the process looks simple, that means all marketers can use it and uh, 1,000 people use it uh, and in the top 10, only 10 people and all users can't consume all content in the world. So I think uh, we still need to use more strengths than your competitors. We need to spend more time, uh, creativity than competitors. Of course, I love simple process. I love tools, user-friendly, but it's your job to provide more than your competitors, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that's sort of the idea that we have as well. So look, if we do what everybody else is doing in the market, there'll be so much competitive edge you'll do. So the competitive edge usually comes from two or three things. One is your own creativity and there's no substitute for that. There is no tool no AI in the world. And I don't think it one will be developed anytime soon as well, where you can replace your own creativity, your own um, thought process and the depth that you go into your processes with. Uh, so that's what makes you a successful marketer. Tools are always going to be assistance. The second thing is um, how quickly are you able to um, implement or execute on things that you, that you think about, the plans that you make? And which is where I think um, the whole story of finding a lot of things at the same place makes makes the case, you know, which is why uh, platforms like Notion and ClickUp become super useful because you're able to do more at a singular space, which is why we are thinking about that. 
the third thing is obviously, you know, um, the tools that you provide, they need to be better than your competitors. Uh, so if, you know, there are X amount of number of teams working through your platform, then they should have that edge over the others. Now, these could be in terms of the tech that you put behind it, which is what we work really hard with on. It could be about the workflow you provide uh, for using that tech, which makes creative process easier. So where you don't have to spend hours thinking of things to do, but you actually assist in that creative process so that you're able to come up with ideas faster, which is again, what we heavily invest in. So I think you put these three things together, the human endeavor, human creativity mixed with um, a highly efficient space, plus these really smartly thought of tools, then I think that's where the success lies. The success wouldn't lie when one of these factors or elements go missing. So, so that's, that's the market of success look like. That's actually success. This is how success looks like in any field. Yeah, I agree. Uh, your goal reminds me two companies, Uber, Zoom, even three companies and uh, TikTok. Uh, when I uh, downloaded TikTok, I didn't register. I started to watch these videos. <laughs> so you don't need to spend time to sign in, to register, to fill yeah. all this form. You can watch after clicking download. That's it. Uh, I remember about Zoom when someone asked me, let's have meeting on Zoom. I replied, I have no time to register. Let's use Skype or any similar tools. And he told me, you don't need it. Just click the link. That's it. Yeah, you, we can uh, have the meeting. What? Really? Oh, so simple. you know. So And Uber, of course, it's a revolution uh, to order taxi, you know, when you need to call, to spend time, to wait. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. You need to provide simplicity as much as possible. Sophie, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. I love this experience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah. Um, easiest is to find me on LinkedIn. So my name is Sophia Selanki. Look me up, Sophia Selanki, founder narrator. You'll find me. Uh, feel free to get in touch. You want to learn more about narrator, you go to narrator.io. Um, we do need you to sign up, but it's so fairly simple. We don't ask you for a ton of things <laughs> mm -hmm. and you can get working with most of our tools almost immediately. Um, but feel free to reach out to us either through the website or reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm more active there than yet the platform. And yeah, I'm happy to always learn from others and have these really wonderful conversations. So thanks a lot, Anatoly, for having me on this chat. Really, really had a good time and enjoyed it a lot. A big pleasure. Guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Sofia uh, Solanki on LinkedIn. I follow and you need to do it too. If you skip following, <laughs> it's a big, big mistake. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks a lot for, uh, for learning with us. Uh, uh, I'm going to launch this episode on Spotify, Google, uh, and Apple soon. So, and see you soon. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.